0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Broke Bitch Anonymous. If you're wondering what the absolute fuck took me so long to record this episode or to record anything in general, I know I haven't put anything out since the middle or, I mean really let's be a little bit generous, the end of October right before Halloween and now it is November 18th. I'm also wondering what the fuck took me so long, to be honest with you, which Even though it's been a fucking minute since I've recorded anything, all I really remember from all of my other recordings is that they are, in a way, like I would say devastatingly honest. I actually can't really go back and listen to pretty much any of them because I just find it too cringy, but I'm glad that at least they're resonating with other people and other people like them, so that's all I need, but I can't listen to any of that shit. It's just too much for me. So... To be honest, when I got back, uh, when I got back from Miami and New Jersey, and I moved really quickly into this room in the West End of Atlanta, I just sort of went into this beast mode of thinking, okay, I don't like where I'm going, I don't love my situation right now, and even though I know I'm purposefully taking this step back so I can take hopefully you know, a few steps forward, and I don't have to be paying this ridiculous amount of rent. I also, it just felt like a bit of an ego blow, which maybe is a good thing sometimes. But when I got here, I just kind of felt like, let me work my ass off since I don't like where I'm living anyways. I don't even want to be home. I don't want to be here. And I just started working pretty much constantly. And I'm also sorry if you can hear a voice because there's someone staying in the room beside me and he's like always fucking talking on the phone so that's another reason why I haven't really wanted to record it just I feel like everyone can hear everything I'm saying in this house and to make matters not necessarily worse because he's probably gonna hear this too but the guy whose house I'm staying in like asked me to include his music on this show also and he would pay me for that and I just felt like it just was cringy to me so I didn't really know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do. Uh, It just kind of made me not want to record. And it didn't feel like the most productive environment to be like spilling my guts in a closet while five different dudes I don't know can hear everything I'm saying. But that's okay. They're gonna hear it today. Fuck it. I don't care. Because I feel like recording because I think I have some new... realizations (laughs) realizations <laughs> like who was oh, actually it was kelly jenner kind of fuck her and travis scott still i'm not really trying to actually reference that but anyway i feel like this month has been a month of realizing things and when i started working really in like this beast mode way of just pretty much treating the strip club like a nine to five but it's more of like a 12 to 12 let's be honest like 12 p.m to 12 a.m i mean obviously i leave earlier sometimes but just treating it like a full-time job, being there Monday through Friday or Tuesday through Saturday or whatever, there was a sense of... Oh my God, this is so fucking annoying, this guy who's talking. I'm going to have to edit this out. I'm going to have to edit this out. It's fine. (sighs) Okay, it's fine. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. There was a sense of just... The addictive quality I've talked about with the strip club before when you start making money and you feel like, okay, if I just go back and it's like almost like hitting a lick like every day, you feel like, okay, if I just do it one more time, if I just hit another lick, if I just make, you know, a couple more thousand dollars, if I just whatever. It's like always if I just do this little thing more, but then you never really know when to stop, I feel. And I got finally the sense that I should stop and take a break because of... Let me tell you, normally, I feel like I'm a pretty healthy person. I try to take care of myself. I guess I just let it go thinking, okay, let me save as much money as possible and really not invest any money into myself whatsoever. Which meant like, instead of, you know, eating good food, I was going to like one of the grocery stores nearby here. And they have this thing where it's like, you can buy like five things for $20. And I would just like do that. And it's like, Really unhealthy food, like shitty processed meats, like shitty frozen foods. It's not a whole food situation. It's not a situation where wealthy people are shopping to benefit their health. It's like you're just eating this to survive and because it's what you can afford and it's what's available to you. But you know, like ramen and all that stuff. And it's just after eating that for repetitively, consecutively, for really, let's say a month and working constantly, and while I was working, like, drinking, I'm gonna be honest, every day, drinking in excess every day, like, I, my club has no limit on how much you can really drink, so if people are buying me drinks, which they often, pretty much always are, I'm gonna say I'm drinking at least six to eight fucking tequilas a day, but honestly, on the days that I'm really working, I'm probably drinking more, and we're gonna get into that also, because, I mean, we have gone into it, but I just really have to be, like, numb to a certain degree to, be there I think. So anyway, combining that with the drinking, the eating poorly, the stress, the like not sleeping re- right, not really seeing sunlight cuz you're in the club every day during the daytime. Um I started to feel so deeply unhealthy like when I tell you my hair started falling out in just like giant clumps. I'm not exaggerating. I literally had to go and buy new hair extensions just for the sake of the fact that I needed like more fake hair in my head because my hair right now is so fucked up it was like I don't I've never experienced anything like it and the weird part was like because I got into this rhythm of working and just I guess you work out the kinks of your own like personality in the club and dealing with people and all these different personalities that you encounter which is really like being on several different dates in one day and constantly adapting to like the different types of people that you're you know talking to if you do that every day you get really used to it you fall into a routine of it and I feel like you become better at it like anything I mean for better or worse you're going to improve the thing you're doing every day and, of course, it's nothing to complain about because, ultimately, it's helping you make money, and as long as everyone's happy and they're enjoying your company and, you know, they think you look good, then whatever, fuck it. Um, like, for example, last Tuesday, I don't remember feeling or looking uglier in a very long time, and I want to give a quick shout-out to this person. I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but there was a guy who came in who was visiting Atlanta And this man, I kid you not, bought four champagne rooms with me back to back to back to back. And I made so much money. (laughs) It was amazing. And I was honestly surprised because when he, like, asked me if I wanted to stay, I almost was so... I'm very rarely in those situations. And I almost, like, sabotaged myself where... I didn't want him to feel like I was finessing him. I didn't want him to feel like I was forcing him to be in there or, you know, feel used when he was when he left later that day also. So I just I didn't even really sell it. I just sort of was like, whatever you want to do. I mean, I really whatever you want to do either way, I'm, I'll be good. But he... And I guess this is a testament to the fact of why he's so successful, but he was like, come on, be a better salesperson than this. Like, I know you can be a better salesperson than this, which was really funny because I guess I am kind of a terrible salesperson at the end of the day. Maybe that's part of my charm. The fact that I, maybe not selling something too hard is what makes people want to actually invest in it. I don't know, but this man uh, bought four rooms with me back to back and he was really sweet. We had a good time. It was really chill, like literally extremely chill. And I walked out of the club with more money than I'd ever made in a day, um, on a day where I had been working for, I want to say, I'm going to say like 20 consecutive days, pretty much given the on or like odd off day once in a while, but working a lot, Looking terrible, probably extremely deficient in so many vitamins and electrolytes and just sun and everything. And yet, you know, he still was willing to spend a lot of money to spend time with me. You end up in a really bizarre situation where you know that you've really never looked uglier and more tired and more stressed than ever And yet you have all of these men like gravitating towards you and like vying for your attention. And even though you can, I mean, push through and keep going and convince yourself that it's fine and eventually you'll catch up on sleep and eventually you'll stop drinking for a little while and eventually you'll start taking care of yourself. And I know you don't have to treat a job like this where you're pretty much killing yourself to maximize your profit, I think with stripping and with anything, you can, of course, approach it in a more relaxed way. Like, I know girls who go to the club and they don't even drink at all when they're at work. If anything, they'll have a Red Bull and they just go in and out and are very, very clean with it. But as someone like myself, who is really an all-or-nothing person, that is really hard for me. And I know it's hard for a lot of other people, a lot of other women especially, you know, people that end up working as strippers or in other parts of like sex work, which is a a term that I don't love to use, but is, I mean, it's true because to be honest, and this is something that is unfortunately, I think more true than a lot of people care to know or think about a lot of women who go into these industries, like cannot handle the mental strain and the pressure that these situations put you under it's part of the reason why so many women in these fields end up and it's i don't even really want to go here but it's like a lot of women who are doing this shit end up like overdosing or even killing themselves in some way like it happens very regularly I mean even in the last seven months that I've been doing this I've known of people and I've heard that of this happening multiple times just within the city that I'm in so it's like this is happening very regularly I mean not only because I think a lot of girls feel like they have to be numb to a certain degree to do this but it's like you try to you start to try escaping your own just head and it's it's really unfortunate but needs to be talked about more to a certain extent if we're going to talk about all the money that we're making also because I've had moments where just I'm like what am I it doesn't I don't even want to go into it because I I also don't want to like I don't want this podcast to be like disaster porn or like sad porn or whatever it's really not that at all but I just I understand. These situations push you mentally to such an extreme that it's really hard to then readjust back into the normal world. Because, like, even if you go into it thinking that you're going to dance and you're going to get out, so many of these establishments are really just fronts for prostitution. Like, I was really in denial about this for a long time. And, you know, I'm not saying that prostitution should be like, illegal, and that it's, like, the worst thing. I mean, it's it's what it is, but that's just what a lot of these strip clubs are, so it's really hard to just, you know, walk in and out unscathed, and it's really hard to walk in and out without, for me, having multiple drinks. So, While I really don't regret the last month going hard in the club and making money, and I don't regret moving into this house with a bunch of dudes who are always talking and where I feel like completely uncomfortable recording anything, because all of the sacrifices that I've made mean... And I've been really hesitant actually to talk about this, because I don't want any like evil eyes on me. I don't want anyone to sabotage the shit that I have going on right now. But I now... After this month of what I just described, I officially have enough money to buy a house. Um, I have enough money to buy a house, cash. I mean, I can't get anything crazy, but I can get something here in Atlanta, and it's going to be my first property. It's going to be definitely partially an investment property. I'll live there for a little while, but then I want to do Airbnb. I want to just it's go, I know it's going to generate profit and it's also just going to be somewhere that no one can kick me out of. So for that reason alone, I'm so fucking excited. It's going to be mine. Um, and so I'm actively looking right now. I should be under contract with something by Christmas. I've the last couple of weeks, I've just been looking at, so many properties, and I'm so grateful for my real estate agent that I found randomly through Redfin, because she's also, well, she's younger than me. I, mean, I shouldn't say also young, I'm 29, which I hope is still young, but she's 26, she, uh I think there's two types of real estate agents, the ones that give you extreme salesy vibes and the ones that are more genuine and actually will take some time to help you understand all the things you don't understand, which when it comes to real estate, when you're a first time buyer, there's a lot, but I'm very grateful for her because all of the showings that we've done, she always like, first of all, she'll drive me between the like showings. She'll suggest other things that we can go see after we've seen the two or three houses that I wanted to see she will point out any flaws that are in a house that might, you know, cause some problems down the line or that I would have to fix or whatever. She's so great. I'm so grateful for that. So I've been actively actively looking. I just don't want to jump into something and regret it and make a mistake. But I've found a few things I really like and the market right now is actually I think in a good place. It's cooling down. There's not as many buyers, so it seems like a better time to buy something now versus like 6 months ago in Atlanta. Um I might do a whole episode just on real estate because I've well hopefully multiple episodes. This is my first property of many. Um so there will be much 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 more to come on that, but for now I've just been learning a lot and I am going to buy something. So because of this month that I just well really this half year, but the month that I just went hard and worked constantly It has allowed me to finally get to this place where I can do this. So I don't regret what I've done. But at the same time, I do wish that I could have maintained certain things in my life that obviously were sacrificed for this bigger goal. And obviously, I'm still working on repairing these things. Like I've started taking biotin supplements and a shit ton of other vitamins that I hope help me not look like a 50-year-old balding man after so much of my hair fell out. Um I'm moving into my own house in the near future, so I'm going to be out of this situation. You know, I'm working on being more honest and more I don't know, communicative with the people whose company I value the most. And that in itself, I mean, it's not an <laughs> none of these things are an overnight solution and I don't know if it's because like the holidays are coming. I mean, next week is Thanksgiving and then there's Christmas around the corner and I can't go back home. I can't go to Canada because of like the vaccine mandates and just a bunch of stuff. So I will be here, um, hopefully not alone, but I don't have any family here. So we're going to see how it goes. And I've just realized that like you really cannot. Put a price on the company of people that make you feel good. Like the, there's certain people you know when you're around them and your kind of soul just feels light and you just you just feel better. And there are certain people that you're around and you leave and you feel exhausted and just drained or just heavy. Or there's just a feeling in your stomach that isn't sitting right with you those people that don't make you feel that way, that make you feel light are so important. And they're hard to find, like, for as many people as I've talked to, and it's, I've met a lot of people (laughs) in my life, and especially even in the last few months of pretty much, you know, going on several different dates with several different dudes in one day at the club, which is really what it feels like sometimes. And, communicating with so many different people. I've met so many amazing people, honestly, like even at the club, I'm grateful for that. But there's not a lot of people that you will come across that make you feel light and make you feel just good. And and it's important to keep those people around. So that's all I really wanted to say today. I am in a headspace now currently where we're gonna see what happens with the club I'll I'll probably go back this week maybe I don't know I might not we're gonna see but truly I'm just trying and working on increasing different revenue streams so after I get this house it'll be one little Airbnb situation and then maybe I can do another one and you know sell some things online and there's just, there's a lot of different options, you know? I think it's hard sometimes in this current climate of just young people making money to not get caught up in certain videos that you see online or, like, TikTokers who are young and are making six figures a month off of Airbnb because they have, you know, 20 or way more than I usually rental properties that they then rent themselves and then they rent them to other people and it's like this whole pyramid scheme of renting but you see these people sometimes and you're like damn why am I why am I not doing that why am I not put uploading youtube videos of random christmas music with christmas trees that get 5 million views and making money off that why am I not doing all these things that I'm seeing people do to make money because there's so many different options now beyond just go and get a job and save your money and that's how you will be successful there are so many so many other options but it's also like at what risk are you doing those things at what at what risk do you like even obviously with stripping what like that's going to create a whole a million problems for you as much as it will solve a lot also but even with something like rental properties and stuff like that it's like it's it's financially risky because you're having to rent out different places and you're gonna have to pay that yourself and you know what if somebody doesn't end up renting your space and blah blah blah. so anyways it's hard when you're looking at different potential revenue streams to not get sucked up in that it's hard to find what actually works best for you because everyone's situation is different and for me I really don't like to gamble with my money and I don't really like to take chances with it. And after I buy this house, I'm once again, not going to have that much of it, um, which is fine because there's something bigger that I'll have, but you know, you just have to find what works for you. So anyways, I'm just working on increasing my revenue streams uh, because right now I don't really have that many and... That's really how I am going to build some kind of wealth in the future. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I will be a fucking real estate magnet. I mean, hopefully we will see. So yeah, that's really all I wanted to say today. I'm going to be back next week and I will be back next week because I think that the people that I'm staying beside in these rooms are actually moving out on the 1st of December, which is amazing for me, ma- amazing news. Um, so I'm going to be back every week now. I'm going to be back with some uh, some crazy stories, some more experiences. But that's really all I wanted to say today. Because I know the obvious solution to being broke is like finding ways to make money. And of course, money is so important. And you need it to live. It's a tool. But taking care of yourself is also wealth. I don't know who needs to hear this, but getting proper sleep is wealth. Taking vitamins is wealth. Drinking water is wealth. Not killing yourself to afford some eventual dream home is wealth. And so I am going to spend this next week rebuilding, continuing to rebuild some of the wealth that I lost in just making money. And I'm also going to spend it actually allowing myself to enjoy my life. I think that that is maybe one of the biggest problems when it comes to other people like me who have, you know, not always had a lot of money, who have who were taught that you had to work really hard to build some kind of wealth, to get a good job, to go to college, to be very conservative with the money that you make to put it away and save and just Always live below your means and always kind of live waiting for some day where eventually everything will make sense and you can enjoy yourself and whatever. I think that we're often taught that we're not worth actually enjoying ourselves and actually having nice things and treating ourselves the way we hope someone else might treat us. I am actually now, and I know, you know, these things come in waves. I'll go back into a little hustle mode again soon. Um, hopefully a more balanced one that doesn't make all my hair fall out, but I'm in a place where I want to go out and have a good time, not some crazy club blackout, whatever. I don't really want to be in any club to be honest, but I want to go enjoy my life. I want to go buy a $35 stupid-ass cocktail from Steak Market like I did on this Friday. Steak Market, if you haven't heard, is a kind of new restaurant that opened in Atlanta that Future just had his birthday at, and it's hard to get a reservation and whatever. And I bought the $35 cocktail, and you know what? It was so fun. And it's like you do deserve those nice things. You do deserve to enjoy yourself and not fall into that mentality of, this idea that enjoying yourself is a bad thing or that it's like too indulgent or gluttonous or something like that. So yeah, I'm going to spend the next little while, hopefully this holiday season ish, enjoying myself, rebuilding some of the other types of wealth that I lost in this hustle. And we'll see how it goes.